Shalom, shalom, family. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Bread Podcast. Brought to you by Living for Yahuwah Ministry. I'm Daliyahu, and I'm here with my wife. Hafasiba. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. We're here to read another chapter. This is Daily Bread, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. So, um... Uh, thanks for walking with us. Thanks for reading with us. Thanks for joining. Uh, today we reading uh, Genesis of Bella Sheep, chapter 19. It's been an interesting journey so far, and um, we ready to jump in, you guys. So before we start reading, we gonna open up in a little bit of prayer, just to uh, put our hearts and minds at ease. Um, let us all get on the same page. Come before you all in spirit. And uh, allow him to open up our hearts and minds so that we can receive his uh, set apart word. So uh, let's pray, you guys, and then we get into the chapter briefly. Barukatal Yahuwah, Alahinu, Hamalak Ulam, our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart, permit your reign or your kingdom to come. Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead orders. Allow us not to be led into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the reign, the power, the esteem, now and forever. Who will be coming for you this day? Just to uh, give you praise on your esteem, to give you thanks for all you've done for us, for and ask that you continue to lead us, guide us uh, on this path of righteousness for your name's sake. And we just ask that you um, allow us to have a great day. And uh, again, plant your word in us, uh, make our hearts and minds uh, like fertile ground, like, so that may, we may receive your word and it may take root and grow in us so these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign Yahusha Halal Yahuwah Halal Yahuwah Tudah Yahuwah Tudah Yahuwah Yibarakat Yahuwah Yibarakat Yahuwah Amen Amen Yeah family let's get to it man I'm telling you for me it's just so exciting to start off your day reading. <laughs> yes. It's like I maybe I read it before this chapter before at some point, but it's like I'm excited to read it again. I don't know how it's going to unfold. It's definitely the best way to start your day off in a positive way. In a positive and you have to start your day off with Alahim. Everybody know who's serious about Alahim. You want to set aside a good hour at the top of your day. To spend time with him. Top of the top. Alright. Uh, Genesis 19. By the sheep. Okay. Verse 1. Say the two angels. Or the two Malachim. Came to Saddam in the evening. And Lot. Was sitting. In the gate of Saddam. When Lot saw them. He, he rose to meet them. And bowed himself with his face to the earth. Very clear. Face to the earth. Hmm. 
verse 2, and said, My masters, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. They said, No, we will spend the night in the town square. Boy, we can't do some investigation, ain't it? Mm-hmm. We try to see something. Verse 3. But he pressed them strongly, so they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Saddam, both young and old, all the people, to the last man, surrounded the house. Wow. I think it's super interesting that the, the Malachim come down and eat. Yes, for sure. That's what I'm thinking. Like, they might, it say verse 1, free off the top, they Malachim. But as soon as Lot, soon he knew them people were. What, what did he thought they Malachim or what did he th- thought they were visitors? However, they look, they look like masters. You respected them people, the old master come out, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's the amb- amb- ambiguity part, the uncertainty part. Yeah, we don't know exactly how they look. The scriptures tell us it's Malachim. They coming like men, but somebody, something about them, he knew. Okay, these right. people, you know what I mean? There's some distinguishing element to them. Exactly. That we really just not familiar with. No, we're not familiar with. We don't get visitors like that. I mean. Or at least that we can tell. That's not, yeah, exactly, not the same way. Because, I mean, you got that scripture in um, the New Testament somewhere. Mm-hmm. Paul was saying that entertain. Messages be, unaware. Yeah, basically, what do you saying? Like, give good hospitality because you yeah. never know if you're entertaining this um, other king. So the point is, we know these people was having hospitality back then, big time. And it made sense. You see, hey, like, come sleep over here, whatever. And boy, like, nah, we're going to sleep in the streets. Like, damn. <laughs> definitely need somebody to open up their doors for you. You know, like. But it just show you. It's, that's why I love reading the scriptures because the historical context it give you it wasn't no hotels back then people right. had to open up their house you had to stay with somebody and mm-hmm. you see that a lot even mm-hmm. if this is the beginning of culture mm-hmm. yeah we see like what um what i was gonna say um ultimately you know you got mary and joseph they was that it wasn't no more room at the end they slept in the manger whatever but the point is um you know we know this happened in different times. I say this before Yahshua became a nation. Once they became a nation, we know we got instance with a man from Benjamin. He did the same thing. He went to, he skipped past the town of the Gentile, went to the town of the Israelite, and then they tried to do the same thing. It wasn't no hotels at these times. You know what I'm saying? At some point, they had inns and stuff in the New Testament, but they were, the inn was full. But so we see the progression from right, not being a hotel to start happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say it again. It was doing the Roman occupation, some things, the culture changes. Right, you see it evolved a little bit, but it mm-hmm. still wasn't as much accommodation as we have today. Right, right, but right. the point is, it always been based on hospitality. Right. The hospitality always been, it's a big staple of the scriptures. Hospitality, right. But also understanding that what you do unto strangers, you do unto him. That's the point, really. That's, really that's, that's the whole point the scriptures say. That's why it's said in the law three, four, five times. It's one law for the stranger and sojourner because remember you was a stranger. <laughs> so it's like that whole every time he say that it's like you supposed to be feeling like oh yeah you're right <laughs> we was in that position before. So yes that's the whole point what you do unto the stranger is like you doing all of him and that's what I'm saying. He put that in the law as to say if you do the stranger wrong I'ma know like what you doing the stranger is doing all of him like he he gonna know about it. 
Right, because you're taking advantage of that vulnerability. And he's close, he's near to the broken heart. So. He's near to the broken heart, and that go into back around what's going on with this child. Because remember, we read, we've been reading Daily Bread for a long time, just reading scriptures mm -hmm. every day. Remember, we read Pseudographia, we finished right. the we read the, the we read the hidden books. And that one, I think the book of Joshua or Jubilees, one of them, is say more specifically what they were doing to Solomon. Right, and right, they right. was taking advantage of them strangers. They were. Yeah. Them people was coming in. If you come into their town, they hit you with, across the head with a hammer. <laughs> then the doctor charged you, say, oh, I got to fix it. Them boy was taking advantage. Sound like Western culture. Sound like Western culture. Because I was going to say, you got town, white people do all that all the time. In Texas, where you you can't ride through after sundown, what? they gonna flat your tire, try to pull you out the truck. You know what I'm saying? Like what? the people doing that's some solid stuff. Right? They create the problem. Exactly. They give you the solution. Exactly. And tax the mess out of you. Or try to kill you. Or try to kill you. Or like these people finna do, they were trying to rape them. You know what I'm saying? So this heathenism is nothing new, and it has no end or no boundaries. <clears throat> but we can't be a part of that, family. But it was something I wanted to say about the hospitality. I watched um, this um, this vlog on YouTube, right? It was a black woman from Nigeria, and she's she went to I think it's Saudi Arabia. I think her husband has a job in Saudi Arabia, and so she had just moved. And so she's walking down the street, and she meets some people, and guys are like, just come to my house and eat. Just bring you know, bring the kids, everybody, just come to my house and eat. And she's looking like, really? So she goes, and they they give her everything, and they. It's, the house is spectacular, it's clean, it's big, nice, big, and, and um, they feed her, feed the children, everything, and then they even give her, she said she liked the food so much, they said, fine, we'll make you another dish tomorrow and bring it to your house. That's hospitality, ain't it? Hospitality. Stranger. Stranger. They saw her walking down the street, and they knew, obviously she looked like she's not from Saudi Arabia, so they, what's up? Oh, I just got here. Oh, come to my house, let me feed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing how it can't, how the world, you know, this stuff just give us pictures of how the world can be, <laughs> or even how the world still is. Because yeah, these course. are is ancient places. Yeah, of course. They got some the same some culture. of some of these cultures they didn't change. That's a good point. Good In some point. aspects. It's a very good point. It's a very good point, man. So a lot of context in these scriptures, but you know, hospitality was the main thing. And like Elohim said to Abraham, I'm finna go see about this crowd that's coming up to me from Sodom. See if it really is what they say. And so what we see is that in essence, people didn't starve. No. That's what we, we just, I was just looking at compiling some scriptures for a lesson. I'm just talking about that. Like, Yahuwah said, a couple commandments that don't reap up to the edges but even the, the first mm -hmm. the first born your flock and the cattle the ones that you offer to your hood that's set apart it was like some way it was saying like that's for the priest the widows and the like it was certain stuff for the poor that was for the poor already like mm -hmm. everybody crop you was supposed to put a tenth or this or third certain pieces allocated to the poor right. and that's the it makes sense because it ain't no social services in ancient community civilization. Ain't no social service, ain't no government welfare. Mm -hmm. So the burden on the individual as farmers. Yo, if everybody put aside one piece out of a hundred, them other people will be scraped. Mm 
That's it. Right. It make super it make all the sense in the world. That's why Allahim put it in this Torah. And it's covering a small fraction of the population because most people are covered. They got they got family, they got an uncle, they got a daddy, they got a granddaddy. Most people gonna have something. Right. So we put a select few who fatherless. Fatherless. With a orphan. Orphans, you know what I'm saying? Which as you can clearly see is um it happens. Yeah, sure. Even in it, even amongst you know the people of Allahim, it right, happens. Right. But you gotta cover them too. His provision already made for that, for sure. All praise to you. All praises. All praise, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um. So they surround the house. Let me, let me read verse four again. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Solomon, both young and old, all the people. To the last man surrounded the house. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And they called to Lot. Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. Mm -mm -mm. And in my book, no is in quotes. Try to size. Verse 6. Lot went out to the man at the entrance, shut the door after him, and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you and do to them as you please. Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under my under the shelter of my roof. You know, as a woman, that always don't sit right with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did right. You know, I'm obedient. I ain't out here whoring. And you finna sacrifice me. Yeah, I guess. Makes sense. Verse 9. But they said, Stand back. And they said, This fellow came to sojourn and he has become the judge. <laughs> Talking about a lot. Mm -hmm. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot and drew near to break the door down. Now talk about urges. Just the urge to do wickedness is so strong. They finna break his door down. Like, there's no, there's, you can't even talk to him. You can't talk him down. It's making them even more infuriated to tell him, hey, this is wrong. Don't do that. Huh. And it's like, this is wrong. I'm finna do this to you. Huh. You just making it worse by even rebuking him. Hmm. I mean, just, the, just think about the mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wrong. I'm gonna tell you wrong. It make you. It make it make things worse. And now the urge is flaring up in you so bad that it's starting to get violent. Hmm. Ten. But the man reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck with blindness the men who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so that they wore themselves out groping for the door. Then the man said to Lot, Have you anyone else here? Son-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone you have in the city, bring them out of this place. And it's so crazy because remember, last chapter, Abraham was pleading with Allahim, like, yo, if it's 50 righteous in the city, mm -hmm. what if it's 45, if it's 40, if it's 10? Mm -hmm. You were like, just chill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm for the see something. Mm -hmm. And this child here, 
Boy, they, they, every, every man in the city pressing against the door. Say, hey, boy, you got anybody else in this house? Boy, you better get them out. Cause it's over with for these niggas. But also think about it, he said, there's nothing too hard for me. Like, these people done came, they pressing up against a lot, lot probably sweating by now. Like, oh man, it's getting heavy over here. All these men at the door trying to do some wickedness. And the Malachim was just like, blindness. blindness. Just waving the arm, like, get out of here. Like, come on. Hey, yo, let's get up on out of here because we got some big, because that's just a small thing. Because what we finna do next. have any less than the city bring them out of this place verse 13 for we are about to destroy this place because the outcry against his people has become great before Yahuwah and Yahuwah has sent us to destroy it very plain and simple verse 14 so Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law who were to marry his daughters up get out of this place for Yahuwah is about to destroy the city but he seemed to his son in law his sons in laws to be jesting. Mm, they thought he was. And was already betrothed and he was about to sacrifice them. Mm-hmm. As morning dawned, the Malachim urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him. And his wife and his two daughters by the hand, Yahuwah being merciful to him. That's mercy. This shows the definition of what mercy is. Pulling him out, literally, as the, before the destruction came. And they brought him out and set him outside the city. I don't even think I noticed that before. I think in my head, I saw him leaving on his own. I don't think I noticed that the Malachim had to make him, had to force him. But also, just the fact that the son-in-laws was like joking, like, yeah, whatever. It made me think about, you know, going the ark. Like, you see this time and time again where destruction is coming and people just they don't believe it, you know what I'm saying? And they playing with it. And even the ones who do believe it, they, like I said, Lord, they taking their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Verse 17, and as they brought them out, one said, Escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be swept away. And Lot said to them, Oh no, my masters. Behold, your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have shown me great kindness in saving my life. But I cannot escape to the hills, lest the disaster overtake me and I die. Behold, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not a little one? and my life will be saved. He said to him, Behold, I grant you this favor also, that I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Escape there quickly, for I can do nothing till you arrive there. Therefore, this, the name of that city was called Zoar. Lot went back and forth with them people a lot, man. They did a lot of uh, negotiating, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Verse 23, The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zoar. The, Verse 24, this is very important. So he, he was obviously traveling all night. Because the Malak came at night. And the two messengers came to sit on in, in the evening. Verse 24, this is a very important verse. Because this, um, 
one that points out something that's very um, crucial understanding for, for individuals concerning Yahuwah and uh, Mashiach and just the way how Yahuwah operate. Verse 24. Then Yahuwah reigned on Saddam and Gomorrah, sulfur and fire from Yahuwah out of heaven. So if you notice, it's two Yahuwahs in that verse. So it's Yahuwah on earth and it's Yahuwah in heaven. Yahuwah reigned Sodom and Gomorrah, reigned sulfur and fire from Yahuwah in heaven. So very interesting verse, just interesting Yahuwah. So Yahuwah rain down from Yahuwah in heaven. Interesting. You can make what you will from it. But it seems like it's two Yahuwah. So Yahuwah on earth, that's bringing down fire and heaven, fire and suffer from Yahuwah in heaven. Um, or it read different. Anyway, verse 25. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. Still ain't nothing growing over there. Mm-hmm. Verse 26. But Lot's wife behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And I always say remember Lot's like wife. So I guess it ain't nothing else you remember but the fact she looked back. It you don't say nothing else. So the only thing she did wrong was look back. But I think it's more figurative today than that. But it's like, I guess, it say remember Lot's wife. So here we are remembering. Verse 27. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he stood before Yahuwah. And he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the valley. And he looked, and behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was that when Elohim destroyed the cities of the valley, Elohim remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. Amazing. It's truly amazing. Truly amazing. Now Lot went up out of Zoar and lived in the hills with his two daughters, for he was afraid to live in Zoar. So he lived in the cave with his two daughters. And the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man on earth to come into us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve offspring from our father. It's crazy they even had any more. You fleeing for your life and you got one? Shit, okay. <laughs> it probably sounded like it was like some time later. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple months later. They hadn't seen anybody walk by after that. I don't know, but it was some grapes growing. <laughs> Who knows, man? Such <laughs> stuff, you gotta just roll with it. Verse 33, so they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she arose. The next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay last night with my father. Let us make him drink wine tonight also. Then you go in and lie with him, that we may preserve offspring from our father. So they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him. And he did not know. When she lay down or when she arose. That's Do you crazy. know how pretty, how drunk you gotta be to be in the middle of a night like that and not even notice? Drunk as Noah. Um, <laughs> verse 36. Thus both the daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. 
He is the father of the Moabites to this day. The younger also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Ammonites to this day. Ben-Ami means sons of my people. Moab. I wonder what, what Lot had to say when he saw them, them girls come up from him later. Could he say, I don't know. It's just, you know, just curious, you know what I'm saying? Like, you woke up from your drunken stupor, don't know what's going on, and then your two virgin daughters just come up pregnant. Oh, what were you, how you get pregnant? Oh, from you, daddy. Huh? Script is off the chain, ain't it? Off the chain. But you ain't even get swept up in Sodom and Gomorrah for no mess like that. That's probably something you got out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, we gotta lay with our daddy. Instead of just going to the city with the, I mean, Malak's told y'all go to the city. But you ain't wanna go to the city, you wanna go to the hills. Now y'all doing some off, some, some, some off shit. You probably got that out of the Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. Let's lay with our daddy and make babies. Instead of just going back to the city they told us to go to, find husbands. Hmm. Yeah, man. It's been uh, interesting. It's a very interesting chapter, man. That's that's why we read, man. Um, yeah, man. We pray that it's enlightening somehow, some way, so it just continues to guide us, so we know what not to do, what to listen to, what to look out for. You know, that's that's the thing about the scriptures, man. It, it's it's always telling us something. So um, appreciate y'all walking with us. Appreciate y'all reading with us. Uh, until next time see you guys in the next chapter you know shalom shalom family shalom